We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 302. We have three lovely guests today, and they make up our team of winners who won last week's Great Charity Challenge. Not only did they dress up in the candy theme, they also were the fastest and clearest time of the night. So without further ado, please welcome our guests, Emma Heckman, Abby Funk, and Campbell Brown. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to talk to you three after your big win of the Great Charity Challenge. This is so exciting. I know that so many people look forward to this event all season long. So give me a little rundown. Abby, tell me a little bit about the team and about the theme and how it all kind of came together for you and Emma and Campbell. So this is actually Emma's team. I only came on to the team the Sunday before the charity challenge really? happened. Oh, last yeah. minute. I love it. Our theme was Dylan's Candy Bar, the the big, I think it's a big national chain now, but the one that started in New York City, they were our theme. Cool. So basically we just, it was, most teams had a theme of like one candy and we were kind of our costumes were kind of all candy, like every kind of candy you can think of. So cool. I love it. Yeah, the costumes were awesome. Emma, tell me a little bit about the layout of the event. I know there are so many great causes from Palm Beach County that are involved in the Great Charity Challenge. I know that each team is assigned or, you know, like selects um, a nonprofit. Tell me a little bit for maybe someone who hasn't been a part of the Great Charity Challenge or who has who hasn't watched it a little bit about how that goes. Hi. So starting this year, they had the teams, the sponsors really go and draw a charity. So there was a big event where the where you guys went to draw. We weren't there, but my sponsor was Frog Pond Samples and my mother. And we ended up drawing the Caridad Center, who I'll talk about a little bit later in the podcast. And we basically, from there, it was, I think it was a week or two beforehand. Then we started planning the costumes, getting everything together. And that weekend, the weekend of the Cherry Challenge, week four of WEF, you get your order go and you start planning, just planning everything, laying everything out the that day, Saturday. You want to have everything costume-wise pretty much organized because you don't really have much time to get ready. Yeah. It's the course walk started from 5.15 to 6.15. No, yes, yes, I'm right there. And we were late because we had a lot of painting to do. <laughs> Our horses, we put lollipops on them and wow. that's, and we a lot of twinkle toes and a lot of sparkles. But to the layout of the event, basically you're in a team of three and it's a relay. So the first person will start, the timers will start, and the first person jumps a 110 course. And they have about two, three, four, five, six, seven jumps. And once the first person lands off their final jump, the second person wants to be taking off. 
And once the eye landed at around 27 seconds, and that's when Campbell immediately took off and nailed that transition. That's what really gave us an edge. Nice. So then the second per- second rider will land off their last jump, or the third rider will take off. And after landing the last, after the third rider lands off their last jump, the timer will stop. And whoever basically has the fastest time is going to win. And something about Trey Challenge that's not really it's not usual is that the faults are converted at a time. So when a horse has a rail, usually it's put at four faults, which goes above, goes below all of the clear rounds. And during this event, every rail that comes down is two seconds added to your time. Hmm. So even if you have rails, you can still win because you just want to be two seconds faster. Yeah. We, uh, we actually did go clear though. And we had the fastest time, which we won. So it was a really fun event. The event is really special because it just raises so much money. And it's so, it's just so heartfelt and it's really emotional. Like our sponsor was getting teary eyed by the ring and we we all were getting teary eyed. It just just felt so good to be able to help knowing that we're going to help so many people with that win. Totally. Campbell, tell me a little bit about your horse that you rode during the event. So I rode uh, my horse, Diamond. I actually got him around this time last year, maybe three or four weeks later. Um, But he's been great. We immediately got along and we started in the lows last year and we've been kind of coasting through there. He moved up to the mediums during summer and then we had some nice shows during final season and came down here. Obviously, he had a nice vacation and got going again for WEF. But he was definitely my first pick for this class because he's just got such a good heart. And he, he has this massive stride that just eats lines. So he was, we were set up well for the class. So cool. Abby, do you feel like there's obviously a certain type of horse that does well in an event like this, especially with lots of extravagant costumes involved? I do. Um, Campbell's horse, Diamond, is, we would describe him as a very unflappable horse. He's a rock. He is, I don't think anything could phase him ever. (laughs) And I could be wrong, but Esther seems the same way. The horse I did in this class is, her name is Indira, and I've had her since she was a six-year-old, and she's 10 now, and actually Campbell shows her most of the time. I just got her back for this class as my my ride, and she's a little, we were wondering how she would handle the class because she um, is pretty traffic aware, and we weren't sure how she was going to handle the costumes and all the people and everything, but she... She's got such a big heart. Once she got in the ring, she was ready to game on and play. <laughs> yeah. Abby, tell me a little bit about what um, the three of your kind of game plan was during the course walk. So we were, when we walked the course, we were really talking about the transitions for Campbell and I going second and third, making sure we hit those. Campbell hit hers very well. I was about a second late with mine trying to set it up correctly. Mm-hmm. But and Emma, it was, you know, from three to four to ride it really straight and get the five done. Cause the first line, the one leave out was kind of wasn't super hard to get done. But the second leave out, if you took it for granted, you wouldn't get it done. So yeah. we talked about 
making sure to get down that line. And then um, the turn back around from five to six, making that tight and then pedal down all the way to her last jump. And with Campbell, there was one jump. I can't remember what number it was where we did an inside turn to it. And it was a vertical on a major slice. And I remember we talked about really keeping the slice on that and then turning, not trying to turn before it. And mm-hmm. then maybe having the front rail by turning off the ground. And then with me, we were, it was basically just to try and help me with my transition to be fast. And then just to keep going fast without, without going so fast that I lost control. And I think we <laughs> all rode that line pretty well where we went fast but none of us ever lost control we all knew where we were Mm -hmm. we didn't end up running at a distance that wasn't there right totally growing up one of my dream horse venues was the kentucky horse park and now i've had the pleasure of taking our clients and our show team to the infamous Alltech Arena, and it's just totally a full circle moment. Well, speaking of Alltech, I have had the pleasure of getting to know the Alltech nutrition team and all of the amazing equine supplements that they offer. I didn't know that they offered supplements for a range of animals, but their equine supplements really have special ingredients that really help digestive health, muscle function, joint health, you name it, stronger hooves, and just overall body condition. They are really premium supplements and they have just the ideal blend of ingredients to improve horses' health and performance. So if you have not tried out Alltech Performance Nutrition, you should definitely check it out. If you head over to their website at alltech.com, they will really help you get started based on what your horse's needs are, um, where you kind of normally shop for feed products, and if there's any specialty ingredients that you are looking to incorporate into your horse's regime. So again, that is alltech.com, A-L-L-T-E-C-H, and they have tons of information about how to incorporate more specialty ingredients into your horse's supplements. At what point did you feel like you had it or did you feel like, or, you know, was it not necessarily until the very end? It wasn't really until the very end. (laughs) I was, um, we, my horse was going around and she, we were actually, we rubbed almost every jump around the course, (laughs) but I was jumping all of them, like having a panic attack. Oh, did it go down, come down? Oh, Oh, no, it's funny. And so then. I knew we were pretty fast by the time we'd gotten to the last one and some people did eight down the last line and that was actually our plan. And I landed in and went for it for four steps and I looked up, I was like, oh, okay, eight's not there. We're doing nine. And I yeah. thought we were fast enough to still have the time, Yeah, but I didn't know. And then I landed off the last jump and looked at the scoreboard and I was like, oh yeah, we do we have the time. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. I love it. Emma, you were alluding a little bit to the charity that that you worked with. Tell me a little bit about it and what this win means for for this group of people, for this nonprofit. So our charity was the Caridad Center, and they are basically like free health care. They're the biggest, the biggest in Florida. Or they said, I think, yeah, I think it's in all of Florida, or all of Palm Beach. And this woman was so special to them because they they are they're expanding and 
it's just going to help so many people. They said during our press conference that like it may seem like a small amount, but it really is going to be beneficial for them. And they're really, really excited. This is a special charity for us to pick. Well, for my family to pick, because both my parents are doctors. And once my mom drew the Care Dad Center, she was so excited. She knew we wanted something at medical. Obviously, you don't get to pick. So it was just fate that we that we drew this charity. And from that moment that we drew, that we kind of knew we were like, oh, like, this is going to be our year. Like, we, I, I picked my team. And, well, actually, I had... Uh, my trainer's wife, Danielle Toronto, was going to do the 130 part. We were going to have an amateur do the 120. But last minute, our team kind of fell apart. So I just thought, I'm like, who is the fastest rider that I can possibly think of? <laughs> like, oh, it's my best friend. It's Campbell. And I automatically knew that she was the person to pick. And once we did professional, I was like, oh, yeah, Abby. Like, dead. It was perfect. That's awesome. It played out so perfectly. So cool. I love it. What a fun event. Have all of you done it before? So I, this is my second year doing it. I did it last year with the, with the Itasca group and um, it's Abby and Campbell's first time doing it. So cool. Um, What a great first time. (laughs) That's amazing. That's so cool. Tell me a little bit about, you know, like going into the event. I know, Emma, you kind of alluded to, you know, a little bit of what goes on the day of. Campbell, what did you do to prepare um, your horse leading up to an event like this? Because obviously, you know, it's it's a night class. There's a lot going on. The crowd is like, you know, maybe a little extra um, on a night like that. Um, tell me a little bit about what you did to prepare and prep your horse for the for the class. Yes. So I actually flatted him at 6 a.m. in the international ring where it was still dark so he could get the experience of being under the lights for the first time. Yeah. Um, and like Abby said, he's a rock. So I really didn't expect him to do anything. But obviously, it's good to be prepared when you go into a class like that. Right. So I flatted him that morning and he was really good. The only thing that you really can't prepare for is the electricity of the crowd. Mm-hmm. You really only get that in during the class. But he he was great. Um, he responded really well to everything and didn't get too crazy. So, yeah, I feel like this event is such a great opportunity to have that kind of like team mentality. And obviously there are um, different team components to our sport, but for a lot of aspects of it, it's very, you know, individualized. Um, So Emma, tell me a little bit about why it's important from like a rider standpoint to do classes like this with a team. In the riding world, we don't get much of that team aspect. Like, yes, you're at a barn and you're rooting for your teammates there, but you're not always, you're always competing against each other or in different divisions. A team, like being on a team, like what the Great Charity Challenge taught us is that like you get to root for other people, basically, like they're on your side, they're with you, they want it just as bad as you do. And you guys are bringing each other up. And that's so important to learn because you're so individualized in this sport and it you get so it's so solitary. So when you have a team like this, it's it's so nice to be able just to have people that know exactly what you're going through, what you're preparing for, what the mentality is. 
And it was really, really awesome to have my two two really close people on my team. So cool. Um, Abby, tell me about an area of the industry that you are passionate about that you feel like the rest of the horse world either just doesn't know a lot about or doesn't talk that much about. There's two areas that are probably really important to me. And one is teaching uh, horsemanship in the barn, especially with, with how busy a show barn is. It's really hard now to... Um, teach your students all that horsemanship you know how to wrap what the signs of colic are learning all the bits and all those things it's it's really important but it's very hard to find the time to teach everybody on all sides because the kids have school and then we have so much to do but I really um I think it's very important and I I really like teaching it Uh, teaching horsemanship and the other thing is I really enjoy bringing young horses along and I feel like that's something that is done more often in Europe than it is here because it is uh it's more expensive in America to bring horses along but I I really like doing it and I think it it's an important thing for young riders who want to be professionals to learn at some point in their in their horse education, how to bring a young horse along and teach it rather than always the horse teaching them. Yeah. I think that that's like such a great mentality to learn and that, um, you're not necessarily always, um, finding ways to mold the horse to your style of riding, but, you know, really, you know, flipping that and taking, um, what you know and tweaking it and adjusting it depending on what ride you're on and what that horse needs, whether it's a super green or or not, but it has, you know, some tendencies or stiffness or, you know, things like that. So really being able to kind of shift that for, I think, more tools in your tool belt that you can really be able to adjust and, and understand and, and make changes. Yeah, that's being able to do that, I think, is so important and It's very, very important for young horses. Definitely. Well, ladies, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and give me a little rundown of the Great Charity Challenge. It's, again, such an incredible event, and it's so exciting that the three of you came in on top. Um, So congratulations, and I wish you all the best with the rest of your season. Thank you. All right, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much and I will talk to you next week.